Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What. I'm your host, Bobby Kaler, and I'm so happy that you've joined us. Our mission is to provide stories and resources that will give you inspiration to explore all of the possibilities that your life can be. The possibilities are limitless, and guess what? So are you. It begins with believing. Believing in yourself, believing that the future is yours to write, believing that you can not only write your desired future, but that you have everything that you need to write it, edit it as needed, and fully and wonderfully live it. And you don't have to wait. You can start today. The pen truly is in your hand. I cannot wait to share this week's conversation with you. is a transformational leader and an internationally recognized personal branding and online business specialist. She helps people take their knowledge, wisdom, and skills and turn that into a brand so that they can become an authority in their company and or their industry. She has 20 plus years of experience building seven and eight figure businesses and building high performing sales teams in the IT sector and 15 years delivering online solutions for large and small businesses. She has been featured in many publications and is regarded as a thought leader in the digital sector. She is also the founder and publisher of Industry Expert Magazine. She is a heart-centered, compassionate, and tenacious entrepreneur who thrives on human transformation and witnessing people fulfill their dreams. Her name is Mary Henderson, and I'm excited for you to hear from her because I think that with everything that we've got going on in the world and the uncertainty that is created by layoffs, that this is a great time to think about how do we stand out from the crowd and how do we create more opportunities for ourselves? Mary, welcome to the show. Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. This is going to be so much fun. Just in in talking with you already, I can tell. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Thank you, Bobby. Well, my name's Mary and I'm from Melbourne in Australia, hence where I have the accent. And I help uh, in my vocation, I help industry experts uh, systemize, commercialize, and digitalize their knowledge, their wisdom, and their skill set into a brand and a business so that they can become an authority in their area of specialization. I'm a mum. I have two boys, 12 and 11. And I have been in business, Bobby, for myself since 2005. So I would say I'm a veteran <laughs> in the, by those standards. <laughs> that, that definitely qualifies, Mary. Yeah. Definitely. And so tell us a little bit about your backstory here. Oh, yeah. The backstory is amazing. So backstory to where I got to where I am today is interesting. So I had a software company that I started in 2005. I started, I built that company into a multiple seven-figure business. And I had that for seven years. I had an infrastructure, an amazing office in the art precinct in Melbourne. It was amazing. And then I had my first child and then I had my second child. And three hours after he was born, Bobby, I reached out to the side of my bed to get some lip balm and my business card fell out on the bed as I was trying to find 
my lip balm for my purse. Anyway, so I grab the lip balm and the business card falls on my bed. And, you know, I just had this most phenomenal experience. It almost was like an out-of-body, if you will. I get this, this business card and what happens is I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, my life has been a series of labels. Like just Mm. this little card just triggered something inside of me. My whole life has been a series of labels, daughter, wife, employee, friend, sister, whatever. But that business card was so profound for me because I looked at that label, Mary Henderson, managing director, and I thought, this card is defining who I am. That label Mm -hmm. is defining who I am. And I realized there and then how limiting that was because it was the truth. It was actually the truth. And then I put that business card down and I just started to really think and ask myself some very, very deep questions. I got out of denial. That's what I did. And when you get out of denial and you go into truth, well, then, you know, it's a floodgate. Literally, it just, Mm -hmm. everything just opened up. Not only did I have to declare the truth, but also I had to declare another truth. And that is, why am I in this business that I actually don't even like? Why am I doing what I actually don't like? It all came down to still as an adult wanting validation from my parents. I would, I mm. wanted somehow for my parents to say, oh, Mary, we're so proud of you that you've built this a successful business, even though you didn't finish your degree. And so I knew when I left that hospital that I was going to resign from my own company. I was absolute, I knew 100%. And I left and two weeks later, I have a meeting with my accountant and he's like, hey, things are going great. You're doing well. You look, everything's and I said, I'm actually resigning from my own company. And, and he's just like, he said, look, I'm sure. Well, he's like, it's the hormones. Let the hormones settle. You know, you just had a baby. You know, come on. You're not yeah. thinking. I said, oh, no, I'm resigning from my company. I know exactly what's going on. Anyway, he's like, we, you can't just resign from your company. Like you've got an infrastructure, you've got staff, you've got clients, you've got, you know, you just can't. And I said, oh, I can. I can do anything. I can do that. And so we ended up merging my company with another company. January 1st, 2012, I decided that I was not going to work for a whole year. For the first time in my adult life, Bobby, I didn't have a job. And so here I am, 12 months. I'm working. I'm taking this sabbatical. I have two mentors. One is a professor in philosophy who's had 30 years of experience as an academic who's been to places that you and I will never go to because they're forbidden from humanity. So his, his, the knowledge he had was just unbelievable. And the other Unreal. one was an expert in the emotional body, like all that. So I had these two amazing people that were guiding me for 12 months. And it was through that 12 months that I actually found my purpose, which was always mm. staring at me in the mirror. And it was always inside of me. But I had to unpack that process because you see what happens, Bobby, is that we think that the vocation that we've had and the experiences that we've had in our life are just mere memories. It's like, oh, well, you know, that's not special. Mm. Like my background in sales is not special. My background in what I'm doing, this digital company, this software company, that's not, everyone can do that. But you see, that's not the truth. The truth is that we all have very specific gifts, very specific talents, 
We have our own, what I call soul code, your own DNA code. We've got our own thumbprints. So when you look at it from that standpoint, you start to see and ask yourself, what can I do with ease and grace? And when I pulled all of that inventory out of myself, I could see, Bobby, without a shadow of a doubt, oh, now I know what my purpose is. It's to take the things that I can do with ease and grace and convert that into a vocation. And here I am today, Bobby, doing the things that I love with ease and grace, and I get to call that my vocation. Yeah, that's powerful. There's so much stuff there too. I love how you said that. You said something like, you know, our past experiences, they're not just memories. They shape who we are. Yes, they they are. It's currency, Bobby. Everything I just mentioned is called currency and we don't value it like that. Okay. So you got to tell me more when you say the thing about currency. Can you elaborate a little bit on it? Because I love that. Absolutely. So my view is that our wisdom, our learned knowledge always becomes our wisdom. You think about this, Bobby. Let's just say that you've got 20 years of experience in sales, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, I look at that as 100% wisdom. There's so much packed in there that you've learned and experienced that has become your wisdom. So when I look at a human being and I look at all of their knowledge, their wisdom, and their skills as a collective, there's thousands and thousands of hours of, of, of inventory that they're holding on to that has a value. Mm-hmm. And you think about this. Let's just make the assumption that you have 20,000 hours dedicated or you've dedicated 20,000 hours in sales, okay? You've been in sales for 20 years and you've or 10 years or whatever, but it, you've accumulated 20,000 hours. Now, if I put an hourly rate conservatively of $100 per hour to that 20,000 hours, that gives me a currency value of $2 million. Yeah. You, right? <laughs> so we are all, all of us, most of us, especially those who I would consider as industry experts, those who have more than 10,000 hours dedicated to their area of specialization, we are all sitting on a gold mine and on a multi-million dollar gold mine. And here we are just saying, oh, but everyone does that. You know, I'm not yeah. special. Everyone does that. Listen, you may be in sales, but the way you do it and the way I do it is completely different. We're both Mm -hmm. in sales, but it's completely, it's expressed completely different. It's delivered completely different. So we're sitting on a goldmine and we don't even know it. Yeah. It's like we ignore or diminish our own expertise and experience. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And when you said that, like, oh yeah, everybody does that. Oh my God. I have coached more than 3000 people in my career right? And a lot of them were in sales. A lot of them were sales leaders. And I cannot tell you how many times I heard those words come out of their mouths. And it's like, no, (laughs) not everybody does it. You know, everybody does it differently. So how can someone like leverage that? I think that what we have to do is we have to understand, we've got to take it one step back. And it's Mm -hmm. not about, hey, I'm in sales. um, So now, you know, I'm Guru Bob. Let's take a step (laughs) back. Let's look at Okay, you've got all this inventory, which is wonderful. The question is, what is the one complex problem that you can solve or what is it that you want to be known for, okay? So when I was in sales and I started my career, I had this experience, and this is where my personal branding, this is where it it generated. It generated from year 2000 because of this one experience in sales. 
that allowed me to actually see, oh my God, if I solve this problem, I can position myself in the IT industry as a complex problem solver. Mm. And I can then command my demand. So you have to find the one thing that you want to be known for, the go-to person, even in your industry, even if you have a full-time job in sales or finance, it doesn't matter what uh, silo you belong to. It's what is it that you want to be known for within your organization and the industry at large? Because when you can start positioning yourself as that one person that knows how to uh, solve this problem for sure, then you start to become the go-to person within your organization and also in the industry as well. So we have to really um, uh, define what it is that we want to be known for Mm. or or who it is that we want to serve, for example. But, But we've got to narrow it down, and I can't stress this enough. Otherwise, you become a jack of all trades. So mm-hmm. by focusing on that one area, it also means that everything that we do comes back to that because you, we need to build currency on top of that. Yeah. So I can imagine a person could be listening or, or and I'm, maybe you've encountered this. Do people struggle with identifying, because you said it's either one complex problem that you can solve or what thing do you want to be known for? Do people yes. struggle identifying those? Oh, absolutely. And they struggle because there's a lot of what I would call your internal inventory. So let's just say you've got a lot of experience in your corporate job. You've got a lot of experience just in generally speaking. It actually is very, very difficult to fine tune. What is that one thing I want to be known for? Because we're not linear people. Like humans are complex. So there's lots of things that we're experiencing all of the time even having a passion in a hobby. Let's just Mm. say you love chess and you're just obsessed with chess and you have been from the age of five. You're now 40, you're still obsessed with chess. Let's think about that. Chess is not a hobby. That is strategy. Like, Mm. So we, we need to look at even that and we need to say, what am I really good at? Well, maybe I am good at strategy, but what type of strategy am I good at? So we've got to drill down to the nano, not even the micro. It has to be the nano. Because then you start to use that language, you wrap language around it, and it makes people stop and listen to you because the language is so succinct, it's so clear, it's so refined. You know exactly, exactly why you're doing what you're doing and why you're saying what you're saying. Now you become a strategic and a deliberate human being because you know that by doing that, it's going to draw attention and it's going to open up opportunities for you. And the other reason it's very important is because you future-proof your career as well. So if people start seeing you as the go-to person or a specialist in your own organization as, you know, if I want that problem solved, I'm just going to go to Bobby. She knows exactly how to do it. Imagine if the entire organization, now that industry starts seeing you as that, other doors will start opening because other organizations want Bobby in their organization. And this is how we future-proof our career. We need to get to a point where we are commanding our demand. That's the goal. Yeah. Man. Okay. So Mary, here's what I'm thinking about. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously I've been an entrepreneur since 2000. Before that, you know, so I'm thinking about how does it apply here? And also I'm thinking about what you just said there. Years yes. ago, I worked at a law firm and yes. I was a legal assistant and because I was paying my way through college. And I always thought, you know, because problems would come up at the law firm. And I thought, how can I solve these problems? 
Because, you know, like our HR director, she was really busy. People would always go to her and say, Cindy, I've got this problem. I've got this problem. And I always thought, okay, how can I solve that problem? How can I go to Cindy and say, hey, I see this problem. Here's how I think I could solve it for you. And when you said, you know, we create, how'd you say it? Command our demand? Or Yes. Yes. We create, we command our demand. Yeah. And what I thought of there is at a point, there is an opportunity to take on more training responsibilities. And I mean, my salary went way up. I, I got to cut back on my, and everyone's like, oh no, how did, why were you so lucky? And I'm like, because I saw a problem and I said, here's how I can solve it. Is that a little bit, even 100%. within an organization? Okay. Oh my God. Yes. Actually, if you start in the organize, if you start doing that within an organization, it gives you then other choices because Mm -hmm. now you've got people coming to you saying, we want you to work for us. Or alternatively, think about the power here of then one day thinking, you know what? I'm going to step out of the industry. I'm going to start my own consultancy and I'm going to go back into that company, charge my hourly rate, tenfold my hourly rate and solve the problems that no one in the organization can solve. That's just entrepreneurial thinking. Yeah. So, and I can't tell you how many clients I work with that do that, exactly that. Yeah. So it's like we've identified a problem in the organization or the industry. I know how to solve it with my eyes closed. I want to step out. I want to build my business and I'm going to go back in and sell my services at 10 times the price. And it's exactly what they do. Yeah. So you're spot on. It's just really fine tuning that one thing that also you love to do. It's easy for you. It has yeah. to be easy. You know, it can't be forced. Mm. If it's forced, it's not going to work. But it needs to be something that just comes naturally to you. And that's the thing that I would say focus on. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you describe that too, because that's exactly what happened. After a while, it's like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to start my own business. And they came. I didn't even have to go back to them to say, hey, you know, they're like, hey, could we hire you? And I'm like, okay. And here's the rate. And I couldn't, I have to say, I thought there's no way they're going to say yes to this rate. But they're like, okay. But they didn't even blink an eye. And I'm like, oh man, I probably didn't charge enough. But I was happy they were happy. So so that's awesome. Okay. So for, for those who don't know, I think what we're talking about here, is this what you mean by a personal brand or how would you define that? Well, this is the start of a personal brand because a personal brand is you, the human that becomes Mm. the business. Okay. So that's the short answer, but it is about understanding all of the attributes of that human being and packaging it back up so that it's, you're believable and you're trustable. So Mm. a personal brand is no different to a corporate brand. It has the same attributes, the same process applies. The only difference is, is that with a human being, because you are the business, now we've got to look at your messaging. We've got to look at how you show up. What is your signature? What is your story? All of these things need to interlink so you can be believable and trustable. And this is a, these are two very important words, Bobby, because we can go ahead and we can create all these beautiful, fancy colors and fonts and call it our personal brand, update our social media profile. But that's not personal branding. That's just, that's a function that you need to do part of your personal brand. But in at its deep core level, for me, it's understanding who is that human being that I'm working with at their core true self, Bobby. We've got to get yeah. to that place where you need to understand who are you at your truth. And one of the things that I've done is we've built a software that actually does this. It just it extracts all of this information from people that I work with because And the reason that happens is that I just want to know the truth of that person. I don't want to know who they aspire to be like, because how many people say, you know, I want to be like Kim Kardashian, like that's my goal. 
And and I can't do that. I'm like, well, I don't know what Kim Kardashian's attributes are. Like I can't do the fake it till you make it thing. I don't operate Mm. like that. I want to know who you are. I want to know your genius. I want to know your assets. I want to know everything about you. And that's the only inventory I want to use to actually help you define what you do, help you define who you serve and help you define what you promise. If I can do those three things, you're well and truly on your way to commanding your demand or getting clients or being seen, being heard, in particularly on social media. Yeah. And you know what you're talking about there is when you say um, who you are at your core, those can be tough questions. I mean, on one yes. hand, it's so easy. And on the other hand, it can be so hard to say, this is it. You know, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And hence why, you know, we've had to build this software because of exactly that reason. You know, if I ask somebody, you know, who are you at your core? Oh, I'm kind. You know, I was these. And I'm like, well, that that doesn't give me enough. I need to get into your soul. i got to get into your soul. When I get into your soul, I'm going to get the truth. And so the way that we do it is we extract all this information. And so when I get the data and I'm looking at the reports, Now I've got a solid foundation. I know who I'm working with. And this is very important. But doing that all comes back to this is what I do. This is who I serve. This is what I promise. They're the Mm -hmm. three things that we have to get right. And that was, here's what I do. Here's what I do. This is who I serve. And this is what I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Very, very important. You know, and we have to be able to answer that. And it seems easy. But it's really it, like it'll really challenge you because mm-hmm. even in doing that, then once you've defined those three areas, then it's merging the answers into one sentence. And that's tough. And that's tough, Bobby. That's yeah. correct. Because could you imagine, and this is the example I give all the time, how many times have you been to a dinner party or a party and someone in, and you're introduced to somebody and then as the conversation goes, you would say, oh, so what do you do, Mary? Now, I can give you two versions of that. I can say I'm a personal branding and an online business specialist, or I can say, well, where do I start, Bobby? Well, in 2000, <laughs> yeah. I tell you as well that I'm a Pilates instructor. Oh, yesterday I joined up to become a yoga. And, you know, I'm also thinking of becoming a life coach, but at the same time, I'm a mom. And, you know, it's t- so 45 minutes later, you're like, sorry, what is it that you do again? <laughs> yeah. Right? Can you remind me? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. We've got, and most people give the 45 minute version rather than the 10 second version. So it's very important that we define that. Wow. And now, is that what the software helps with? All of that? Yes, all of that. Exactly. So that all unpacks all of the attributes. Then we merge all of the attributes together to get to that one. That, because the thing is that the one, the merging of the what I do, who I serve, what I promise, the merging of that is actually quite strategic because all of that Mm. then has to interlink with all of the other aspects of your brand. Uh, Otherwise, as I said before, we don't want any disconnect. You want to be able to go to my website and you want to be able to say, yep, 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 yep. I heard Mary on her podcast. I went to her website, 100% succinct. So it has that clarity and consistency and congruency, three very important words in personal branding. I cannot stress enough. Clarity, consistency and congruency. Very, very important words in personal branding. And I might just add one more on that as well, Bobby. And most people don't ever use, describe personal branding as this. If your personal brand can't be commercialized, it's just another shiny object. 
it has to be it has to have the the, the capacity to be commercialized this is why all of what i've just spoken about is fundamental to success the consistency the congruency the 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 clarity the understanding of what it is that i do the problem that i can solve all of this that i'm talking about is fundamental to the commercialization of a personal brand because remember mm. you are the business yeah. it's not a product you are the business people are buying your wisdom that's what they're paying for so we have to do a really good job of putting ourselves out there as the product so to speak so that people can you know get to know us and then get to love us and then eventually get to buy from us yeah what do you see people kind of got a couple of questions when you're talking about the clarity congruency and consistency let's start there are there mistakes that you see people make in regards oh, to those absolutely. things Absolutely. So the first thing is that the, the service offering is completely disconnected from their brand. I'm going to give you a, an example here. So how many people are now becoming coaches? It's like, okay, well, I went and did a life coaching certification course. Everyone. And now coach everyone. <laughs> okay. So those people are, can either be brilliant salespeople and get clients, or many of them struggle and never get clients. Now, here's the thing. If I'm going to be a life coach, I better be able to support that with an unbelievable life story, first, first and foremost. Second of all, I have to have a lot of wisdom to be able to dig deep to actually work with a human being because humans are complex, we're emotional beings, and also there's different aspects of us. For example, I studied uh, quantum medicine, and in quantum medicine they say, where does the symptom or the ailment live? Does it live in the physical does it live in the emotional body or does it live in the subjective? Which one is it? The unseen. Mm-hmm. And now it's the same with, for example, a life coach. I would want to know that that coach can go to layers really deep and be able to identify where the symptom lies to be able to help me unpack it. Not somebody that's gone and bought a life coaching course or somebody mm-hmm. that's lost 100 pounds and now they're a dietitian or a weight coach, a weight loss coach, because that's not enough for me. Because weight loss is not about just losing 100 pounds. Because I lost 100 pounds, it gives me the right to now coach other women. No, it doesn't. Because weight loss doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the physical body. It could be the emotional. It could be at the soul level. We don't know. That's so right. unless you can go deep down, you're, it, it's, there's no congruency. So there's a disconnect, in other words, between what I do and my history. So there has to be a direct link. In order for me to believe you and give you $10,000 as a coach, I need to know that you've got the wisdom to back that. And that's the key. It's not just buying a certification and calling ourselves a coach. To me, that's just very dangerous. And also it's very digital marketing. It's a digital marketing ideology. You know, Mm so a lot of people buy into quick fix programs. Of course, you know, getting a life coach certification for $99 $99 and then calling yourself a life coach. I don't know, but that, that's what most people, a lot of people, not most people, a lot of people are doing. So there's a disconnect right there. So how do you then, we talk about consistency, congruency, how is it then that you can create content, enough content that speaks from here? Not, not yeah. from an AI machine that's producing your content based on what you want people to think that you're good at. No, mm-hmm. no, no. We're talking here about just getting on social media or a podcast and just speaking fluidly in your area of specialization because 
you've got the 20, 30 years to back it or the 10 years to back it. But you see, this is why they can't be consistent. This is why there's no congruency. Now there's a disconnect. That's right. how do I believe you and how do I trust you? And this is where what we've really got to really understand the power of where humans are today. They already see through that. Most Mm -hmm. of my clients that I attract, they have a lot of wisdom and I have a lot of wisdom and that's what they want. They don't want to work with people who are want to be or me too coaches. They want to work with coaches who are the real deal. Now that hits on a a number of levels. It really does. Even with the, because as a podcast host, I mean, I'm booked now with interviews through June. (laughs) That's how far I, and it's great. That is not a complaint. I'm so excited about that. But I have to really go through it because I do get a lot yes. of coaches who want to come on. They've just, and, and this is not, I was a new coach once too. So let me just put that out there. But it's like, what's your story? How have you lived this? Like, that's important to me. And I think it's really important to our listeners as well. Like, I don't want to just learn what's, I don't want to hear from someone who just kind of read it in a book. Correct. I want to know how has this, what's your experience with it? You well, know, that's and, right, Bobby. I agree. And if it's not experience, you can't talk about it from your heart. Yeah. It's got to be your story. Your story. Yeah. And you said the thing about the AI, someone was telling me about it, that they're using, I can't remember what the thing for the AI now is. There, there's a tool. Chat, yeah. Chat GPT. It's yeah. so scary. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but where's you? How, where do you show up in that? And another thing is, and, and I'll admit this, like a year and a half ago, we're like, well, you know, we were working at a marketing firm and they're like, oh, we could do your content for you. I'm like, terrific, man. Um, and then I'm like, it didn't take me very long to say no, no, because no, it doesn't sound like me. I even had people reach out and say, this doesn't really sound like you. I'm like, oh, you know, good feedback. And that was the end of that expensive learning exactly. lesson. Well, it is expensive. We've all been down that path, but no one can write like you based on what it is that you know. And I think mm-hmm. that we have to look at that. Even if you're in a, in, in a, in a full-time job, we have to actually recognize that no one can be us. No one can do the the heavy lifting for us. And also, yeah. we need to own it, Bobby. Like yeah. we've got it. You know, if we've got that wisdom, we need to own it. We need to put ourselves out there and say, you know what? I want to talk about this. I want to bring this wisdom to the table. I really want to be able to give it to other people. And we're so scared of doing that, you know. And I think these all these AI machines that are producing all this this content. You know, a lot of people are going to fall for that trap because A, they don't like writing or B, they want a quick fix, which most I would say most people would be the quick fixes yeah. because we're in this society that just wants instant gratification. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's going to do well. But after time, people will see that, you know what, this is it's linear content versus content that someone writes from the heart are two very different energies, completely yeah. different. And I think that the reader can tell hundred percent. Absolutely. And as I always say to all my clients, anyone I speak to, you and I may be having a physical conversation right now, but also our soul is having another conversation that we cannot see, but we can feel, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the key. You can feel if something is genuine. You can feel if that person is the real deal. You just feel it, you know. And so, and that to me is such an important thing that I've over the years tried to master because the moment I I get that feeling of something's not right, it's not right. I know it's not right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to that intuition. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, 
Yeah, but personal branding, that's for that's for other people who are trying to do different types of things. I'm just an entrepreneur. I'm just a small business owner or salesperson, whatever that might be. How would you respond to that? I would say that if you are not focusing on positioning yourself as an authority right now, in 12 months time, it is going to be too late because of the AI machines, because mm. so many people are going to go down that pathway of pretending to be an expert, <sighs> taking market share from you, and they will do what it takes to get to their destination. Meanwhile, you are the expert and you're sitting back thinking, no one's, I'm invisible. You will be invisible. I know mm -hmm. that for sure. So what we need to do is we need to outsmart the system in some ways. And how do we do that? Well, what I just went through the whole process. We need to understand what is the one thing we want to be known for? What is it that we do? Who is it that we serve? What is it that we promise? What can you bring to the table in terms of a solution that can solve that problem that you know how to solve and start creating amazing content to position yourself as an authority? And it's not hard to do, Bobby. It's actually not hard to do. You know, I get my clients to do a 90-day launch and it's pretty hardcore, but at the end of the 90 days, they've put a stake in the ground mm -hmm. across the social media platforms that they're in. And they're now saying, you know, I'm the expert in crisis management, for example, or whatever it may be, because they've been active every day for 90 days. They've gone hard. And also mm -hmm. they've been on podcast mm -hmm. interviews, even speaking, they've got speaking, paid speaking events. So when you can continuously put yourself out there, because nobody else will, put yourself out there, then you will start to be seen and start to be heard. And here's the other great thing about that. We don't need PR agencies to become our own PR agency because the greatest gift that we've been given actually is social media. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people see it as the evil, but let's take a step back and see how does this actually add value to my business massively if you know how to use it right. And that's the thing. Learn how to use these systems. Put yourself out there. Talk about the topics that you love talking about and build that momentum because it doesn't take very long to build that momentum. You know, I was, I started going on LinkedIn four years ago. I had no followers, no connections. Today I've got 82,000. How did I do that? I did that because I was consistently on the platform. I was nurturing mm. relationships, positioning myself as an expert constantly. And I've built that authority on that platform and people will say and always comment and tag me, you know, the personal branding expert, Mary Henderson, all the time, every day. So this is, but it takes effort. It takes commitment. You have to want to do it. And it's not about being famous. Can I just say that? This is yes. a very important point. This has nothing to do with fame. It has to do with future-proofing your career, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're an employee, it doesn't matter you still have to define what it is that you do, what it is that you stand for, what problem can you solve, start positioning yourself as a specialist and own that real estate and really own it, genuinely own it and create content around that. And you will find that people will start gravitating towards you. Yeah. So much good stuff in there, Mary. I mean, so much good stuff. There's one thing that really stood out too. And you said, you have to love it. You know, you have to yeah. love creating the content. Why is that important? Because a lot of people start and they stop and they, they're like, oh, I just don't mm. know what to write. And if you have a look at most of the content, it's pretty boring. So, you know, it's the same old, same old. So what mm -hmm. we need to do is we've got to find a way 
to stand out. A lot of people say, like, I'll put my funny dog and cat, you know, videos or whatever on social media. I don't do any of that. I don't own any animals anyway. But to me, it's a wasted opportunity. You're either going on the platform because it's just lifestyle or you're going on these platforms because you genuinely are building your brand currency and your social currency. So content doesn't have to be boring, You, but it does have to be either of value to the people that you want to start a conversation with. And that's what we've got to think about. We're not creating content for me. You're not con- creating content for Bobby. Bobby and Mary are creating content for the people that we want to serve, the people yeah. that we want to start a conversation with, the people that we want to bring into our ecosystem. Okay, it's very important that we understand this. And we need to understand how those people that we want to start a conversation with, how they consume content. So mm-hmm. if they love video, we need to create more video. If they, I've got a guy that I'm about to work with at the moment is very, 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 very senior in his specialization probably one of the world's top, top people in this area and very, very, very conservative. And and I said to him, no, we're actually going to create videos, almost like TikTok videos, because people are going to be in shock because they won't expect that from you, but they're going to be very informative, 60-second bites. But the way we're going to create the content is more like a TikTok-style video because he'll get the attention, like he'll just get the attention because his target audience are 35 to, say, 50 so that's the stuff that they're already on TikTok. So we need yeah. to give the way that they want to consume content. Do you see how I'm aligning it all? That makes a lot of sense. And yet a lot of yeah, people are like, oh, God, I, I don't want to do TikTok. I don't want, you know, sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone with it. But we don't even have to be on TikTok. It's just taking that idea of doing those type of videos and go back to LinkedIn, but just mm. do create content that is palatable for the audience that you want to serve period. That's it. And and this is why when we're on social media, we have to actually have a strategy. It's not just about, I'm just going to go on social media and create content on cats, dogs, my holiday, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It really is more around, okay, so who do I want to connect with? Why am I connecting with this person? What type of content will I create to connect with this person? And that's the key to success on social media and off social media. Yeah. Do a lot of people though take the time to ask themselves those questions? No, 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 hardly anyone does. And this is why going back to, I just bought a certificate to become a life coach and now the world needs me and I'm going to make a million dollars never works because they don't have a strategy. They don't understand, they don't even understand how to use social media, Bobby. So that's the first problem. If you don't understand how to use those platforms strategically and deliberately, you've got no hope of standing out out of three and a half billion people on Facebook or 800 million people on LinkedIn. The question is, how are you going to stand out? And unless you understand how to use those platforms, nothing will happen. Yeah, so much good stuff. And I also want to make sure it has flown by. (laughs) I'm trying to keep an eye on the time for us. This has been amazing. How can people find you if they're interested or they just want to follow you? So first of all, if anyone wants to have a chat to me. You are very welcome to book a call with me. So just go to maryhendersoncoaching.com slash apply, or just go and check out my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. Feel free to email me, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, which is Mary Henderson Coaching. 
and Facebook, Mary Henderson Coaching, actually connect with me on Facebook. So, and in Instagram, Mary Henderson Coaching. So there's the consistency right there. See, I just right. across <laughs> all the platforms, right? Across all the platforms, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so no, no, please feel free to, you know, book a call with me. It's all for free and we can just have a chat and see how I can help you. No problem. That's perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. Any final words of advice for people that are, yeah. Absolutely. I always leave most every interview that I do, Bobby, and I always say, please sit down and ask yourself, what is the value of my wisdom? Because currency, wisdom is the currency it is the only way we are going to solve these destructive issues in the world. It can only be done through wisdom. It cannot mm. be done through a textbook learning. It has to be wisdom. Please honor it. Understand what the value is. Do something with it. That's perfect. What a fabulous way to end. Thank you so much, Mary, for being here. I, I just so appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. I hope that conversation gave you a lot to think about and a lot of ideas to act on. Here are some of my favorite takeaways. Number one, does your need for external validation hold you stuck? Now, this occurred to me when Mary was talking about wanting validation from her parents, which we've probably all done at some point in our lives. But something that I heard years ago, but I've taken it to heart more and more and more over the years, and I've come to know it as a truth, is that validation is an inside job. It has to come from within us. Takeaway number two, be careful of the labels that we use to define who we are. When Mary was talking about looking at her business card when she was in the hospital after giving birth, it really resonated with me, you know, how much we identify with our labels. And then, of course, what happens when that label goes away? Who are we then? And finally, takeaway number three, our experiences that we've had over the course of our career are not just mere memories. And I should say not just our career, but our whole whole entire life, right? These are not just memories. These become our currency. And so I hope that this episode really helped you to think about how can you turn that into currency? How can you use that for your best benefit? So that wraps up this episode. Thanks for tuning in and for listening. I really hope that this episode gives you a lot to act on. I love and admire everything that you're doing out there in the world, and I want to provide content that supports you on your journey. I hope you have a terrific week and continue to thrive no matter what.